is on. Okay, so I'm Welcome to Parks Recreation Music and Parks um, tonight's meeting for September 18th. We'll start at seven minutes after four minutes after seven. And um, start with the roll call, please. Here. 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 Okay. I give you the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. Now it's uh, time to review and approve the minutes from June 19th and August 2nd, 7th. Um, is there any additions or corrections to uh, June 19th? Move to approve. The second? Second. All in favor? No. All opposed? Minutes are approved for June 19th. And uh, now for August 7th. Motion to approve. So moved. Second. Second. Thank you. Um, motion to approve the minutes of August 7th. So moved. Thank you. Uh, now the time for public comments. If anyone, I don't have any uh, notes yet, so I guess there's. Uh, yeah, Mr. Chair, I happen to walk in with someone who I know wants to make a public comment. We'll get his card uh, before he leaves the building. Okay. Come, come on up. Does this work? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. All right, I'm just giving you a heads up about an issue that will be on, I think, next month's agenda. I'm Gerald Moore, Chairman of the Petaluma Wetlands Alliance. And uh, a wonderful thing has happened in Petaluma, not only here, but the whole Bay Area has been included in a program called the Ramsar Convention, which is basically a bunch of people who are determined to take care of the wetlands that are left in this world and trying to get everyone else to get involved by saying, we'll do this too, we'll take care of our wetlands. And so they formed this, what they call a convention, which we would call an assembly or a committee or whatever. And this thing is spreading the world. There's uh, several thousand of these groups set up now. They're in over 200 countries. Anyway, the thing came to the Bay Area. And the Bay Joint Ventures, which is the group that moves all the biological and environmental things in, in the area here has gotten behind this. They're organizing it. They're doing all the work. All we have to do is say we want to be part. All the big uh, players in the Bay have already done so, like Fish and Game, Fish and Wildlife, uh, Ducks Unlimited. People like this have already said their piece for their part. And so they're in the program. Now they're doing a second draft for small guys like us. But we can be in this too. It doesn't cost a dime. And it's just sort of an honorary thing. You don't have to pay dues. You don't have to uh, 
promise with your life you're going to do something with your wetlands. You just keep on doing what you always did, and everybody's happy. If you get tired of it, you can even drop out. No, no problem with that. So it's it's a great opportunity for us to be recognized as a Ramsar wetland, and that's also called a wetland of international claim or international fame. And so this will be good for our tourist industry. It'll be good if we want to get some some grants to do things in the wetlands. We'll have that status to go with it, make it easier to get grants to upgrade, expand, and so forth and so on. So it's a big win-win for everybody. It just has to go through a few procedures like this. And uh, next month, Susan is going to be here to talk about it. I'm going through some sort of a medical thingy, and I won't be around too much in the next couple of months. So... Um, Susan's going to fill me in, fill you in, help me out, and I appreciate that. So look forward to this Ramsar Convention. It was actually started in 1971 when uh, Saddam Hussein invaded Iran, and he, he trashed a 10,000-year-old wetland there that, that held thousands of people. They lived in this wetland for years. He destroyed the whole thing because he didn't like them killed as many of them as he could and when they restarted rebuilding that which they're still rebuilding by the way they um, they decided to start this Ramsar organization and it started from Iran and spread out all over the world and it's, it's really a neat thing you don't see this sort of good stuff happening much anymore in our lives thank you thank you next will be a special announcement by commissioners um, this is the time of any commissioners have any uh, pet projects they're working on or want to make everyone aware of these uh, we can start with uh, Roger uh, uh, no being my first moments here so <laughs> no announcements yet Beverly um, I attended the board the museum board meeting and they have an exhibit called Victoria morning customs that recently opened and we'll go from uh, 913 to November 2nd. So that's all I have to report. Thank you. No, no reports. Okay. Maggie? I have a lot to report because it's just the end of the summer and my pet area is the river. Um, the Petaluma River exhibit just ended at the um, museum and it was really a really nice uh, community exhibit. Everybody who has anything to do with the river brought something in and there was some river poetry and readings and um, a really nice reception and uh, it was nice to see our river highlighted with so much help from so many knowledgeable people like John Fitzgerald and Skip Summer um, who also led a river talk and history a history walk. Um, the uh, Petaluma River Craft Beer Festival was this weekend, <laughs> this past weekend, and it was uh, sold out at 750 people. The reason that there were only 750 people there was that that's all the glasses they ordered. So maybe next year it'll be 1,500. That's what we're expecting. It was really nice, li live music, um, and the Petaluma Small Craft Center was there offering people the opportunity to take pictures with our river otter, um, little toy river otter, and uh, giving us money to help us build the float house boat rental center. And in, on October 6th is the 8th Annual Wine Country Rowing Classic, which can be seen from our beautiful Schollenberger Park with the help of the Petaluma Wetlands Alliance docents who will, um, and the Schollenberger Park docents who will keep people on the path. So that's um, October 6th from 8.30 until about 2.30, and there are more than 600 athletes who come to Petaluma to race on the Petaluma River, juniors, collegiates, and masters. So please come see that. Thanks. Thank you. 
Kevin? Just as a liaison to public arts, uh, didn't attend either of the meetings, but I do want to note that they had a strong meeting uh, on the 22nd and also their workshop for the uh, Petaluma Arts Master Plan. So apparently still strong interest in pushing that forward, and we'll expect to hear more about that. And then um, also just that, uh, you know, um, this is high season for youth soccer, so you might see little kids in reds and blues everywhere around town at, you know, the 30, 40 different fields they run at. Uh, they had a big tournament over Labor Day for the highest end competitive and uh, well attended for many outside towns and for all different ages. And they'll run a recreation tournament come the end of October. And again, bringing many people to Petaluma, but uh, providing opportunity for Petaluma kids. Thank you. Uh, did someone comment on the there's river cleanup this Saturday? I wanted to say that, but I, I didn't have my date sure. So yes, it is this Saturday's river cleanup, and I believe it's going to be 8.30 mm -hmm. in the morning at the River Heritage Center. Is that no, right? Or is it at, the at, marina? At Water Street at the River Heritage um, office. At the the office. Friends of the River office on right. Water Street. So if you just go off Washington north on Water Street, you'll be able to find it there. Right, right before the big bridge, the new bridge. Yes, before the new bridge. Thank you. Next is programs and partnerships report. And we have an introductory or preliminary proposal for lighting at Lucchese Little League Field. Don Phoenix. <coughs> Mr. Chair and, and members of the commission, while Don's getting prepared to make his remarks, uh, this is a project that we've been working on with uh, one of the Little League groups. Uh, we want to get it, it, it tonight, it's sort of a heads up uh, proposal, it's preliminary uh, by nature. Uh, but what we want to do is make sure that you're aware of it. We want to trouble spot it a little bit, get a sense for um, any any issues that the commission may be able to to spot as we continue work on this, um, and and look and and we'll be looking for a formal approval likely in October or November. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, American Little League, which is in Lucchese Park, uh, came to the department uh, with a, a possible project proposal for lighting their major field, which is the a ball field that's closest to Maria. Uh, this light, uh, lighting uh, project will, of course, uh, add hours and uh, length to their season. So they're looking to uh, uh, be responsible for the installation, the purchase and installation of lights, as well as the maintenance. And the, some of the other issues that were brought forward were, uh, other than maintenance, is uh, insurance for the city, um, notifying the neighbors of the project, getting a diagram and, and uh, uh, PG&A PG&E uh, upgrade of the uh, uh, power uh, usage there and also uh, coming to this commission for approval or for review of the project and uh, it'll this is where the uh, the project will pass through here on the way to uh, City Council any uh, questions about we, we visited the park earlier today any questions uh, regarding the project you know what the, the timeline is on that just that we're waiting for a proposal from them. They're working on things on their end. So hopefully, as Scott said, hopefully in October, November, we'll have something more concrete from them, from the American Little League. May I? Anything? Yes. A couple questions. Sure. But, uh, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Uh, you know, pending notices from the neighborhood is really a great idea. Right. Um, but with lights there already on the other field, do you think they'll That hasn't uh, come up in the discussions, but there's certainly a possibility. 
I, I think they are enhancing the service to the extent that they could you know the potential would exist to to expand into the other fields this uh, initial proposal based on what we've seen thus far it's four standards pretty low level very direct lighting on on what they would consider their 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 best field but they are upgrading the service and I would suspect that would support additional lighting I believe this service is specifically for uh, their ball field, not not to, not anything to do with the uh, soccer field. A nice try, as they say. Kev. Any other questions, commissioners? Okay, thank, thank you. you, Don. You're welcome. We'll just <clears throat> by way of information, we would intend before this came to the to the commission at minimum to notice those in the project neighborhood. Uh, as as Commissioner McDonald pointed out, this is in an area where there are existing lights. There are you know a variety of different play fields. Uh, we likely would not uh, host a neighborhood meeting, but if if we uh, as we bring this forward, we will absolutely notice the neighborhood on on the project and the opportunity to speak to it. And if we find it that at that meeting that uh, that there's a need for further outreach, we'll certainly conduct that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now a new business. And first item is consider approval of Walnut Park proposal for additional volunteer renovations. Ron? Yes, good evening. Um, I'd like to introduce uh, Maureen Francis. She is the project chair of the Petaluma Service Clubs Alliance. Um, the um, Service Clubs Alliance uh, has adopted, for, for the best part, uh, Walnut Park and has um, already done some uh, improvement projects there, including the renovation of the gardens around the gazebo, uh, installation of a memorial uh, bench, and some of the members were very involved in the replacement of the, new, the um, veterans plaque as well. Yeah. Um, they have some proposals for further improvements for the park, and at this point, I'd like to ask Maureen Francis to fill us in on what that might be. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Um, good evening. Uh, the Pillamus Service Alliance would like to say thank you for having us here this evening. We'd like to first thank Ron for all his support and guidance in uh, our project at the park. Also Pam Tuft, who's been a, a wealth of uh, institutional knowledge as far as the steamer landing project, uh, which ties in with our project with the BRICS. Um, I know we have new members on the commission tonight, so I'd like to wish you a, a, a great uh, and successful term and for the existing ones also. I should briefly fill you in on who we are. Um, I know we sent a letter, a proposal, um, but some of the Service Alliance members are here this evening and you might know some of them. Uh, we all have full-time careers and families and uh, we step outside of that and uh, additionally are very active in seven service clubs. Um, we're a coalition of service clubs who've joined forces to maximize our resources and to identify a need in our community and then work together and fill it. So we're an outreach committee um, comprised of 7-Eleven Lions, Petaluma Sunrise, Rotary, Petaluma Kiwanis, Petaluma Valley Rotary, Petaluma Elks Lodge 901, Petaluma Host Lions, Petaluma Rotary. And we represent about 200 members. So our reason for appearing here tonight is um, the historic, as Ron said, the historic Walnut Park. We call it the Keystone Project. And we've been hard at work. Um, and phase one was to tear out the old um, 
what we call scrub read, the landscaping, and replace it with new landscaping in a patriotic theme of red, white, and blue. I don't know if you've been over there, but you might want to check it out. Um, and we want to thank landscape architect uh, Mike Cook from a design who partnered with us and laid out the new design and also the city who uh, purchased the uh, new planting. Dustin O'Brien painting came in and donated $1,850 worth of restoration and painting of the new of the benches which was a really nice donation. And phase two is an eight-foot granite uh, stainless steel obelisk shaped peace monument to be installed soon. Uh, it's a beautiful monument. It's a $15,000 donation by uh, Marble World. There will be nine laser cut plaques spelling out peace in nine different languages. Uh, and a total of $1,900 was donated by J&M Precision Metal who was doing the laser cutting to the plaques. Tom Dolan, Tom, I always call him Dolan, Tom Brandall of Dolan Trucking is uh, partnering with us also and offering $7,700 in hauling the old asphalt away. So we'd like to thank uh, the city for partnering with us on this project um, and we're pretty excited about it. So I'm sure you all know by now that our focus is the needs of our veterans, <coughs> our senior citizens and children who've made calls to the city asking if there was anything they could do because the walkways are deteriorating. So at the onset, we concluded um, that this meant our guideline of need, uh, filling a need or being a need, and then we set out to, to uh, lay out a plan to fill that need and restore this historic centerpiece. We looked into asphalt and decided that about five, six years from now, we'd be the same issue you know, of a deteriorating, so then we went to concrete. And we brought Ron, Ron into the planning process and submitted a proposal, a three-pronged three plan to the commission and um, so we're gathering information still at this point, but phase three, we'd be offering um, the opportunity to perch, purchase engraved bricks, uh, which would be installed in a circle around the um, gazebo and laying out a pattern that ends up at the playground. So it's kind of a keystone, actually, that takes place. So you can have your bricks engraved to celebrate someone or a special occasion or an accomplishment or maybe like a term on the commission, um, memorialize a family member, a friend, a veteran. And when a veteran purchases a brick, we will sponsor his, the medallion for his unit. And a company might want to purchase maybe 12 by 12s to uh, honor their employees. And whatever. part two is we plan to offer sp sponsorships for the benches. And um, that, that would include a beautiful brass plaque at the foot. And also phase three, or part three of phase three, would be uh, an opportunity to have your children's handprint and their name on a tile and fixed to the, uh, the little cinder block wall that surrounds the playground. So that's be another part of the fundraising because concrete is not cheap. So we're gonna do our best to, um, to see if we can get out there and make this thing happen. We wanna adopt the park because we see it as a place of peace. We've had that feedback as we talk to families at the park that say it feels like it's kind of changing, it feels peaceful here. So, uh, any questions? Oh, I should have shown. Maggie? This yeah. thing weighs a ton. <laughs> it's an eight by eight. <laughs> um, I'd really like to thank you for your, for your efforts. It's just wonderful. We moved to Petaluma about seven years ago and that, uh, my 
youngest is now nine years old, but we've spent countless hours at that park, and, and just having that in the middle of the city, it just feels great, and I'm really glad that you're going to upgrade it for us, and I look forward to handprints and plaques and bricks and you're just contributing to all of that. Thank you very much. Good. Great. Roger? Um, I was curious if there was a design to the concrete. I know nowadays there's a lot they can do with um, colors and textures mm -hmm. in terms of uh, rather than just sort of plain white concrete and whether that's part of the plan or... Um, um, Ron kind of spoke to that. Sorry, this isn't on. Um, we we kind of thought about that a little bit. We're, we're, we haven't really decided which way to go. It seems to me that, and we talked about this just recently, that if you chose a colored concrete or dyed concrete, if there was some damage to it later on in the future, it would probably be difficult to match that and repair it or patch it so that you're, you're kind of better off using a, just a standard colored concrete so that you could patch it and it would it would blend in much easier in the future but that we had thought about that and and that kind of was my thinking on it you probably can't see this but this is how the key that you know we could talk about the keystone how it the tiles would splay out from the um, from the gazebo into the playground <laughs> Okay. The um, part of the part of this partnership involves um, uh, it's a, it is a partnership. The city staff <coughs> we do have in our uh, public works department machines uh, that can grind and convey the um, the rubble into you know waiting trucks to go out to the recycling center so so that would be the city's part in terms of um, uh, uh, contributing labor and um, transportation uh, and, and equipment and staff time for that part of the project and um, we're still working out as Maureen says um, fundraising to fi figure out exactly how the rest of the project can be paid for the cost of the concrete we had some trucking as you say already being donated for hauling the old asphalt out um, they'll be looking for fundraising for the rebar and header boards and on all that kind of stuff so we were kind of looking at the ballpark figure of somewhere near seventy thousand dollars may be needed for for all of that and um, uh, and that being included with the partnership of the city's um, labor that I just described. Um, Mr. Chair? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think this sounds like a, a big upgrade, and I, th I thank you for that. That's really good. Um, one of the things, or uh, you know, there have been other things like this that have happened um, through community uh, groups, uh, and I'm thinking particularly of Liberty Park in front of St. Vincent's Church that was made a pass-through. A, they filled that in, and they made that a park uh, with that little otherwise triangle of grass that was just abandoned out there, and now that's become an incredibly uh, well-used area uh, by many in our town. And one of the things they did to follow on Roger's idea was they they stamped the concrete so that um, even though it is just one color, it does have a design to make it look um, a little more rich. And it might be, I, I believe Gina Bettinelli, uh, Benedetti Petnik uh, was involved with that. Um, and it would be good to talk uh, to them and find out, you know, 
how they did that and you know see if any of those ideas could be used um, you know because I do think you're really talking about uh, uh, something that will be there for a long time in our community and it really will be important to think about this ahead of time you know and, and make the best decisions now um, when we still have the chance to so I think that's such a great idea it would be great to do it well so thank you I did talk to Gina already and so yeah we'll be meeting at the park thank you very much Maureen and, and we would like formal action on this this evening if the if the commission uh, well what would the act what, what kind of action are you looking for uh, support for the for the partnership of the servants uh, alliance and for the project does anybody have a motion I, I would like to make that motion with the um, additional aspect that it come back for final approval for the design as is selected uh, so I would make that motion how it's you know what what are you exactly proposing what the end the thing that you come up with you know once you get in down the road on this things might change and so I think it would be a good thing for it to come back to the uh, Commission so that we can see what we're finally approving so I'd make that motion okay. okay we have a second all in favor aye opposed okay it passes thank you thank you Maureen Thank you. Could you step forward, please? What is it that you'd want to see for final approval? Do you want to see drawings, or I'm not sure, because all we're doing is there's an existing walkway. We're going to haul off that asphalt and put in cement where that was. I mean, that's the end of the design. So I'm not sure what well, it is. Well, it really isn't the end of the design because you're also suggesting a, a, a keystone brick area, mm -hmm. and so we'd like to see, you know, the a actual drawings of, you know, how how that's going to come together. What the what you're suggesting for the handprint uh, wall that would go around the the child's uh, play area, so that we have a, a, an idea of how the, the and where the the piece pole comes in and how it integrates with the pieces what you're proposing for the benches uh, uh, you know you you sent around little pictures but we just like to see the whole thing come together so that it you know the the final result is something that is very integrated and um, you know looks as nice as something like that was done for the um, the warm the Vietnam Memorial and the flags and the uh, landscaping that all came as a drawing to us and we gave it final approval so we'd like to see something so we can see the whole thing uh, an expanded as version of what was sent around would would work De yeah the detail whoever it is that you're going to be working with who's going to put this together will know how to do those kind of plans and I'm sure staff can give you the the final direction on that yeah, okay. I, I think there, there's even design details and how often you have your you know, noxious in the concrete or your scoring so it doesn't crack and there's all sorts of design that goes into any sort of no I, I understand that area. part I just wanted to yeah. be clear what it is right. you're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah so right. yeah. exactly how it's going to look thank you Uh, next on new business is a report on Center Park tree removal project. Ron? Okay, uh, thank you. Um, uh, we did meet, uh, the tree advisory committee did meet this afternoon at 3.30 and that was on the agenda as well. Um, 
And so let me give you an update on the status. Uh, we uh, sent out a request for proposal um, as seeking um, cost, if any, for the removal of the tree, uh, the northernmost tree. Um, the last arborist report we had uh, recommended that it get removed as soon as possible because the, there's ex extensive decay in the buttress root. So um, I sent out a request for proposal and we got a couple back and one uh, from um, Sonoma Marin Arborist, which is a local company, is um, offering to do all of the work uh, for no cost whatsoever. So um, the, the tree would be removed in, in the longest possible pieces. Uh, um, they can do up to 16 feet. Um, the city will provide um, a trailer and truck to haul it the, the, the logs to the uh, city corporation yard for, for storage, short-term short storage. The company is also um, offering to mill the wood for free once we get to that point and decide if that's how we want it milled or how we want to repurpose that log, those logs. Um, so I am going to move forward and, and contact the uh, Sonoma Marin Arborist and schedule um, the work to be done. We'll notice the neighborhood, obviously, and put out a press release as well. Um, and then once that is removed, um, uh, the stump will be ground out. And then we follow up with the um, remediation of the root zone as we've described in the past. Uh, another arborist comes in um, and they will be um, doing some trenching, radial trenching all through the root zone of the entire zone where those three trees are and um, doing some aerification and mulching, deep mulching, and then um, adding some nutrients and mycorrhizae, et cetera. We will be putting a drip system over the surface and then reapplying a, um, a, a, uh, an appropriate redwood compost um, mulch on top of that. And this is the second phase of the, of the project for Center Park. Third phase is still um, in, in in progress. Uh, the groups are meeting, subcommittees meeting, tree, tree advisory committees meeting, and still trying to figure out how to use that space once the tree is gone. Um, we've had uh, quite a bit of public outreach, as you know. We've had community meetings and consensus building uh, around um, ideas, um, some being art some being re uh, replacing a tree, some being with uh, possibly building um, uh, an artistic or an artful, an artful type of fence around the park to keep people from going into the root zone of the, of the existing trees. Um, so that will be the end phase once, we, once a decision is made what to do with that space. And, um, and that's where we're at right now. Okay. Thank you very much. Any questions? Um, did you ever... Uh determine the cause? Was it just old age or a Yeah, we've had several arborist reports, well, a few arborist reports, and it's, it's mostly due to environmental conditions, highly compacted soil, uh, air pollution. The tree itself grew in, a, in an unusual uh, dual uh, stem. Um, there's just not enough fog in town to really, to really keep a tree, a redwood tree healthy, a coast redwood tree healthy. Um, we found no uh, initial primary diseases. There, there was some um, secondary attacks by small bark beetles um, on all three trees. So Do you expect the other trees to eventually. Uh, the arborist report. The, the arborist report. Um, they also did um, 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 a density 
a trunk density um, test on all the other two trees and they found them to be pretty solid. So um, they, they think that those trees will have a, a, a strong likelihood of, of um, survival for another quite a few years. So, um, yeah. Ron, could I ask you to speak to timeline? <coughs> Uh, timeline. Well, I'm going to try to. I'm going to be me, uh, meeting with the arborist who's 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 going to do the work, and whatever is convenient for his schedule, we'll work that in. Um, I I would, I would think within the within the next few weeks or so, we'd like to get it done within this within the next few weeks to a month, and then have the um, the root mediation done um, before the hospice tree lighting ceremony, which is usually the first Friday of December. And maybe by that time there will be some consensus and, and decision on what to do in the future with that space. There are some um, there are some funds in the art throughout through the art commission, and I think there might even be some requests for proposals coming out of that committee um, involved with that. There's some um, there's some donation funding coming from Rotary as well for um, that project and that park. Um, they're adopting the Rotary Club is adopting that park, so um, I'm not sure. After that, if I could, um, I know you've done a little PR on uh, keeping the public informed of the impending changes, but right before the tree cutting, will we will there be any further PR announcement? I mean, oh, can we? Oh, oh, absolutely. I just did mention we'll be noticing the neighborhood, um, sending out letters within 500 feet of the project. There'll be a press release. Um, there's reporters all over this story. They've, they've, they've run several stories on this as well. So everybody will, will be well informed. We'll, we'll be um, uh, um, informing the um, Downtown Business Association through Marie McCusker. She's, that group has been in, involved on, in, in the consensus building stakeholder meetings. So there's, everyone will be duly noted. I don't think anyone will be surprised. Everybody close and tuned in is is you know with you and on on this about that. It's just that outside of range people that you you know that only the newspaper reaches you know that that only the online newspapers reach. It's not it's not the participants and the stakeholders I'm worried about. I think you've done a great job on that front. Yeah, yeah there'll, there'll certainly be a press release. Any comments? Thank you. Thank you. Along those lines, I'm sorry, have we anticipated doing any sort of posting or noticing at the site? Uh, and, oh, oh, and could we? Certainly, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a, um, a week in advance or 10 days absolutely, in advance? Absolutely. There'll be, there'll be um, signs posted around, and um, I'll, I'm going to make it a point to actually visit all the, the businesses right adjacent McNear's, there's the health club, and, and several restaurants there. Um, I'll just personally go in and talk to the businesses and make sure that they're aware of what's going on because we're obviously going to have to close that parking area that day of the of the work that, that the work's done. There'll be a large crane involved with lifting the logs and putting it on our trailer and for hauling away. So and they can do that in one day. Oh yeah. I would suggest that you um, put a bug in the ear of those businesses to maybe make some big deal out of this so they can get people to come and watch and you know. <laughs> it, kind of, it, it could be a, it could be a good thing for them. They tell people to park far away. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we'll make use of, of all the media tools that we use in recreation as well to get those notices out, uh, whether that's Facebook or on our website and in all of those ways. Okay. Thank you. On to old business. Uh, election of uh, vice chair. I, I would like to recommend in our, our tradition of uh, nominating the person who's not here for, for the chair <laughs> that we might, I don't know if, if um, anybody has any nominees, but Dave Alden's not here. <laughs> there should be other criteria possible. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> Do we have any other nominations for vice chair? Maggie, no. Any volunteers? How about Roger? Would you, would you? I'll nominate Roger Leventhal. I'll second that. <laughs> Great. Is that two nominations or is that one? No, I'm just. I did one. I was just teasing about David. Okay. <laughs> do we have? Do we have a second? Second. Okay. Any other nominations? Okay. Um, all in favor of Roger for vice chair? Aye. Congratulations. Hey, Congratulations. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. You may be. Okay. Next is uh, confirmation of Commissioner Simons, Parks, Facilities, and Committees. So we, we uh, laid this out in, um, in terms of the confirmations we were able to make in August um, and then did the rest of the assignments based on feedback that we received since that meeting. And um, uh, we're hoping we've got it pretty well close to nailed down. There is one uh, liaison assignment that has not been filled. It is typically our most difficult to fill because of the time of those meetings. They're, they're, they're mid-morning sorts of meetings. So. Um, let's we'll, we'll do our best to fill it if we can't uh, it, it is a group that that functions well and and it's it's not going to shut down if we don't uh, make the assignment we would like to have one it's this it's at the bottom of the of the page it's the senior advisory committee and and I'm told the meetings are now at 8:30 a.m. month once a month w one time a month what day it, I'm sorry. Wednesday. Oh. Okay, and I can't do. It. Second Thursday, 8:30 a.m. So, are we looking for a, a volunteer for that, or? Y yes, yes. If if we can, if we can get one we would love to do that can I ask how long those meetings last Should we just put that off and give people a chance to That's think about that? We can do that. Okay. Any comments on the other assignments? 
I, I have a comment. I am uh, the liaison to the museum committee, and I noticed that um, Roger has the museum, and I could probably, you know, for inspection, and I, I might, good, good might as well do that. So that, that would leave the senior center available. We just switch those. Yes. Any other ideas, comments? We've noted the changes and we'll make those final. Great, thank you. On to uh, commissioner's reports. This is um, to report about um, the parks that are assigned to you and also about the uh, committees that you're on. And we will start with Kevin. Um, I've commented on the uh, art committee already. Yeah, um, this summer a lot of trees were cut in um, in the Westridge open space, and I heard that that was county work, just trimming things up near the um, near the stream uh, that runs through the Westridge open space. Um, it looks a lot better. At first, it was a little shocking. Uh, all the kids were like, "Oh, so that was a tree I climbed." But um, I did hear that, and very quickly it it will all grow up, grow back. So uh, that was a nice trimming job they did. And otherwise, I have nothing to report. Thank you. I would just like to report that. Um, the, all the water fountains are working at my parks finally and uh, thank goodness <laughs> that's great thank you um, okay well I'm the liaison for the tree advisory committee but Ron really just uh, did a, a very good job uh, synthesizing what happened there uh, I will say that there is a subcommittee that exists to deal with how we move forward with center park now that the tree is going to be removed and that was a subcommittee made up of a, a member of the tree committee a member of this committee and a member of the public arts committee and uh, the the person who did that on this committee is no longer on this committee so we may want to agendize that for next week if someone would like to do that I am the liaison to the tree committee I would be happy to do that but if someone else wants to do that um, that's also you know, I, I have I'm not n no ownership of this, so um, please feel free to jump in if you want to do that. Uh, the other, what um, uh, my report on my um, parks. There's a dead palm in Penry Park. Um, it's sort of mid park. Uh, it's the last pa palm, but it's it's just gone and um, it doesn't have any life at all. And I don't know 
if it, I don't know enough to say that it looks unsafe, but it's certainly unsightly. Uh, but other than that, my parks are really, um, you know, as in good shape, uh, and there does seem to be have been a tremendous amount of use this summer, so that's a good thing. So thank you. Thank you, Teresa. Beverly. Um, I already gave my museum report, but um, since this is the first time I had even seen some of the parks on my list, um, I was actually quite impressed with uh, how they looked. I will report a drinking fountain that didn't work at Mannion, and it's so dry there, it, it really is important. Um, but other than that, everything seemed to be in working order and look good. And um, I actually, as a personal question, wondered if there was on the city website a list of the parks and the different um, functions that were available at each of those parks. There is, okay. and, and it's also included in the activity guide okay. that, that comes out three times a year now, I guess. Um, and perhaps we can schedule a time where we come in and, and, and just walk through the website a little bit. That would be really helpful for me. Thank you. Roger? Um, I uh, did not sometimes just look at the list. The only ones I can speak to are Paula Lane, which looks great, although the uh, beaver totem pole sculpture has moved, so I'm not sure where it is. But, uh, somewhere probably uh, on the property. Uh, the badger, badger, okay. Safe keeping, good. Well, that, that we went down to bring my family down there to look at it, and it had, it had gone, but, uh, um, but it looks great. Um, Pauline, and then um, Putnam Plaza seems like a interesting park. I might want to talk to you just more about what is um, highly you know, used, what is um, typical or, or atypical there. I noticed the fountain was on, and then it was off, and it's a lot of people make a sort of seem to not live in the park but hang out there a lot so um, it looks you know like it's going well but I, I noticed like the water fountain I don't think was working but I don't know if, if, it, if it's uh, what is the norm in that park I'm that one's probably a little more complicated okay uh, yeah the, um, the the water fountain itself was broken uh, we had it turned off actually for a few months yeah. um, we we were losing large quantities of water and we weren't sure where it was going we thought maybe it was a leak under the street in a main line or something of that nature so uh, just recently we went in and we started through a process of elimination repaired repaired and repacked the pump uh, a regulator, a float. Uh, we're putting them, and uh, and we're putting in a specific meter just for the fountain itself. Right now, it's running on the meter that feeds the entire park. So we were trying to kind of narrow down where the water is going and then how much of it. So we've got it running. Everything seems to be fine at the moment, and we're going to monitor this new little meter that that we've install staff has installed, and we've had a lot of help from um, uh, the water the water uh, division personnel as well as um, buildings maintenance guys so hopefully it'll keep running and uh, if we find we're still losing a lot of water then I think we're gonna send have to send a camera down there we did send a camera camera down the line already but didn't find anything obvious so I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be okay actually so. I did wonder I don't know if it's part of the park necessarily but there's a road right there right in front of the tattoo shops sort of walking sometimes you really have a lot of people driving down that road um you know that's an alley I, I don't an alley right on. yeah but it gets a lot of traffic um I'm crossing with my seven-year-old sometimes and uh i didn't know whether that's a, an issue that's come up before it was uh, something we had to kind of um 
Not really. Keep an eye out for her. But okay. Other than that, it, look, it looks quite great. Thank you. And next is the building and ground manager's report. All right. Thank you once again. And we touched on some of this uh, on our tour, but I'll just reiterate. Um, uh, this summer, uh, the Summer Ecology um, Youth Corps uh, uh, worked with park staff again, and they were very helpful. We did a lot of improvements at Leghorns Park, taking out um, really large, overgrown um, shrubs and flax that were in the basketball court area between the ball diamonds and along the um, walkway uh, between the playground and the tennis courts. Uh, so they removed all of that plant material and then planted new, colorful manageable shrubs. Um, they also worked in the um, uh, with the Petaluma Wetlands Alliance. James met Gerald earlier this evening, Gerald Moore, um, and they did a lot of weeding around the paths and the trails in Almond Marsh and um, I believe they did some planting of native plants that are grown uh, up at the Casa Grande High School nursery. Uh, so they were a great help this summer. A great, we had one crew and they did a lot of work with our staff. They worked hand in hand with our staff supporting them and showing them how and what to do. Um, we replaced uh, the tennis courts nets at Lucchese Park. Uh, we have um, fully um, uh, attached re the recycling water system to Wiseman and Prince Park. So they're, they're now uh, running on totally on recycled water, uh, which is a great uh, water conservation effort on part of the city. and. Um, uh, there's plans to move further down the line as as funds are available in that in that program, um, so that's a, a really good thing. Um, did a lot of tr sycamore tree trimming in Lucchese Park. Uh, uh, we talked about the fountain at Putnam Plaza. A lot of uh, sprinkler and irrigation repairs at Wiseman Park and Prince Park setting up for that recycled system. They had to change out all the heads uh, for, to be colored purple so, that they're, so they're identified as, as, as running in recycled water. So all of the valve covers and, and heads and, and other parts of that hardware have to be identified with purple, the color purple. Uh, staff also replaced and repaired um, all of the heads that needed it in Glenbrook Park. Um, that park was really suffering from just, it just has a really old inefficient system. So um, I noticed it was greening up a lot better just this past week um, with that improvement by staff. Um, they also did irrigation repairs at Sunrise Park. And um, I hired a gopher trapping company. They were out at Prince Park, Penry Park, and Oak Hill Park. And uh, they were pretty successful in their last endeavor. Um, it's just something we, you know, we, we had, we had staff doing this in the past and they just don't have the capacity that's a really labor intensive thing. So now I'm hiring a contractor to come in here when, in, when it gets bad or it's the perfect timing to do so, I'm having it done and um, it just, it helps us like to, to relieve those um, potential hazards, especially in sports fields. And um, they do quite a bit of damage up in the turf areas at Penry, obviously, and, and Oak Hill Park where the turf is. So we're trying to get a handle on that. And um, uh, this guy was pretty successful this last time around. And that's my report. Thank you. Um, commissioners, any comments, questions? What, what determines successful with gopher hunting? I mean, did, did you tell you like how many uh, you caught? Or? Head count, dead yeah. bodies. What, what was it? Oh, I, I don't have that in front of me. It was, Do you remember? It was dozens, 
for Prince Park and maybe a dozen out of Oak Hill and maybe a dozen out of Penry. And that's that's pretty mm -hmm. high. Yeah, thank count, you. Because they're, they're pretty much territorial. You'll see a lot of mounds, but it's usually one gopher doing that, that one mound. So. <laughs> Do you know if that youth group is being coming back next summer? Um, I don't. I suspect it will. Uh, again, that just depends on county funding. Uh, this time around, I think it was the Water County Agency was the lead funder this time around. So um, we're hoping so. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, on the youth group, what's the limiting factor for you? Is, uh, is it the county or is it your management or a task list? I mean, if it's a task list, I mean, can you use any help getting a task list together for them or you got that? Oh, we have plenty of those. <laughs> um, the, um, the, the People's, Paluma People's Services, is that the name of the entire group? Um, they were the, the managing agent for the county, uh, so they came to us. And so when we divided up the, the, the chores between the wetlands and the parks, and um, they kind of ran that program, we just provided the site and, the, and the, the jobs to get done and a little bit of supervision. Each team has their own working supervisor, so um, it's, a, it's a good working unit. If, if it's good, is there opportunity for more? I, I, again, I, I mean, if we advise them now and say, County, hey, we'll take two of your teams next year. We have to wait on them to come to us, actually. I mean, they know we need them. So if, if, if the program continues next year, they will contact us and, and let us know how many, how many kids are available. And, um, and I, from yeah, and I, I think it's important to understand we always provide more potential tasks when we, when we begin to engage in the in the process then we're provided people for so there it's it's clear that we have more than than we have hands thank you okay thank you a director's report thank you uh, I want to start with just a, a bit of a staffing update and I can't do that uh, without acknowledging um, Donnie Frank and Don Phoenix who have just done tremendous work in sort of holding things together uh, through a retirement, uh, through a family emergency with one of our, our other staff members that's taken him out of town and, and Don and Donnie and Jen Williams at the front counter have absolutely done tremendous work covering senior center programs and activities, the community center, all of the recreation programming, uh, the sports program, the scheduling, just the, the, the whole myriad of activities. So they've just done tremendous work and I want to make sure that I acknowledge that and, and thank them for that. Uh, <clears throat> along the same lines, we've been able to fill one of our two recreation coordinator positions, and I'd like to ask Don Phoenix if he could if he could introduce our newest staff member. Well, Drew has uh, been with us since last Wednesday, so in the past week, uh, he's had an orientation to the city and also the department, including facilities, parks, and programs, and uh, he's shown himself very willing and motivated and uh, really looks like a great team member and, and as uh, Scott mentioned Donnie and Jennifer have done a great job showing them what's what's really happening out there in the front front desk and all the uh, operations so but we're in regards to the programs we're still finding our way as to what his responsibilities will be including probably special events some sporting activities or sports leagues and such and so we're we're finding our way with that but like I said, he's a motivated, and it looks like he's going to be a great member of the team because we're really happy to have him. 
and uh, he's anxious to uh, get going, and, and it shows in his work. So here's, here's Drew. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, it's great to be here, first of all. Um, and it was nice getting to, uh, to meet you and going on the tour with you guys today. Uh, Maggie, did, didn't see you out there, but Drew. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting in there and, and starting to contribute right away. I can tell um, the attitudes and um, the teamwork I, I've experienced through the people I've met so far with the city has been overwhelming. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy to, to be centered there at the, the community center on Locasey. Um, Donnie and Jen are, are uh, throwing me in as much as they can, um, getting to know the, the systems and how permits work, as well as uh, taking um, the opportunity um, when Don uh, has uh, any kind of challenges or, or uh, into uh, what Don's doing. So I'm really uh, looking forward to learning and getting, getting up to speed and, and starting contributing. It's good to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I want to note that uh, there were two positions to fill. We have an employment list to fill the second position, and we'll be scheduling a final round of interviews with, with candidates from the employment list um, <clears throat> with a plan to have them on board in the next um, uh, probably six or, or eight weeks. We, uh, we, we've sort of intentionally paced ourselves in terms of bringing uh, our, our two new folks on board so that we get proper orientation uh, allow proper amount of time to assimilate and to establish uh, now that Drew is first on board to establish exactly where uh, he is the best fit in terms of recreation programming so as we set about to hire our second person we know where the gaps are so uh, we look forward to another introduction uh, here over the course of the next couple of meetings I want to just um, let you know that that while we had intended to close the swim season at the swim center following uh, Labor Day we were able to extend uh, for the remainder of September, and upon although I don't know if that includes the last day, which is the 30th. So, as for those sort sort of making notes at home, uh, plan the last Sunday of September uh, as as the last s swimming day. Um, within days after closing, um, the the contractor who was awarded work to do the boiler replacement there and the and the circ pump replacement is allowed to come on site and begin that project. So we'll end the season and begin with a project that we hope will achieve some real significant energy savings uh, as as well as provide us a, 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 a much better functioning system than that which we now have which is in excess of 40 years old and I would just also add that I think uh, before the council on October the 7th uh, the the building division will have uh, an award of contract there for some additional roof replacement at the community center and that's always good news for recreation because we center so many things out of the community center and and, uh, and and getting that roof replaced is just huge in terms of usability of the site so I think that's it for my report thank you thank you um, for adjourn I just want to thank uh, Ron and Don for taking us all around for the meeting and uh, if no other comments I Someone mentioned we adjourn. Adjourn.